Welcome to the Biz and Mayhem podcast, where we talk about the mayhem in our lives and how to get ahead in business and your career. This is Chris Batchelor, and I'm here with my co-host, Tara Parker. Let's get started. Tara, welcome to another episode, actually the last episode of the year for the Biz and Mayhem podcast. How are you doing? I'm awesome. It's the, what is it, almost last day of the year. So 2020 is hopefully it is, over. Yeah, we're almost over. We are, uh, is it the 30th? We've got one more, one more day is New Year's Eve and, and then we're donezo. <laughs> Supposedly, but I've seen memes that say we're just going to roll over to the 13th month, the 13th month of, yeah. of 2020. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, who knows? Who, who we expected the world well, to blow up at, at Y2K, so who knows what's going to happen now. Yeah, I think one thing is it's not going to magically just get all better on January 1st, but uh, <laughs> certainly uh, lots of big things to come in 2021. So, uh, Hopefully good things. Yeah, hopefully normal, all good some, things. Some, some sort of good normalcy. Well, one thing's for sure is it's been a heck of a year, no matter who you are or what you you know profession you're in or, or anything like that. It's just been a nutso year. And yes. uh, I think everybody's going to be ready to get rid of it. And we're all ready to get back to being out in public and not fearing a virus and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think 2020 needs to get on a, a nice dosage of lithium and we can move on and things will be great. So <laughs> if you got the lithium for 2020, <laughs> man, oh, if only it was goodness. that easy, right? Uh, it's just, you know, it's, I've seen these memes <laughs> about how, you know, we're going to look back and, you know, pull out of our pocket a face mask and be like, oh, that was a crazy right. year as we go on to kill the zombies of the current apocalypse. Yeah. It's like, no, y'all need to stop posting this kind of, it's like you're, it's like uh. you're giving fate an idea for the next thing. Stop screwing around. Just everybody mind your manners. Dot and I cross uh. a T and move on with life. Whatever, who's ever doing whatever witchcraft with the voodoo doll, stop it. Yeah. We've had enough. Mercy, uncle, whatever. <laughs> tap out i don't know <laughs> oh man yeah it's just uh, I, I don't know it's you just you just can't make some of this stuff up and i mean it's uh it's certainly been strange and uh, yeah who knows next year let's make it awesome everybody have a good year everybody be kind to each other stop being a-holes calm down take a chill pill <laughs> take the firm value a-holes but since you say here we can be a-holes <laughs> just don't make a big deal out of it just let people yeah. be who they and i think i saw that the other day somebody was there was a couple of comments on facebook and i saw somebody that was criticizing somebody else for her viewpoints on her original post and she Ironically, the poster, the respondent said, people just need to let people be. And it's like, and yet here you are mm -hmm. judging her about her feeling a certain way about a certain thing. Yeah. Do you, do you see yourself typing? Like, are you right. reading your stuff as you're typing it? But yeah, people be people. Uh, well, you're I'm curious news. To, yeah, <laughs> we can do that. We can oh, do that. So man. this is the newsroom. For everybody out there, we're kind of, you know, using some new software here, and we're definitely not used to it yet. So, no. <laughs> please bear with we're, us, and we'll we'll figure this thing out better. We're a trial by error <laughs> in the front first, of everybody uh, next year. Yeah. Right. So the we'll first article that. I have here uh, talks about Tim Cook and your favorite thing: emotional <gasps> intelligence. I love emotional intelligence. Yeah. It's so great. But, now, did you pick a nice article or did you pick something that's going to put me on a soapbox? What did you no, do? No, this this isn't going to put you on a soapbox. This is actually, um, this this should be, uh, should have been, kind of been in the career section because it, uh, you know, uh, so have you, have you heard about the um, spatter between Facebook and Apple and what's going on with privacy rights and things like that? No, but I, I think you need to fill me in on it. All right. So we all know how our phones and Facebook and all that, basically, they want to hoover up all the data so they can sell us advertisements, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's that's basic. That's what they do. You know, they, you know, <laughs> if you are, uh, um, you know, I mean, if you're not paying for something, you are the product, right? And so, yeah. Um, you know, so basically 
the way that Facebook works is it's a free service, but they hoover up all your data so they can then sell you advertising and make money that way. Um, well, Apple is kind of throwing a wrench in those plans because they're now with their newest iOS 14 update um, are requiring you to opt in manually versus the way it is now is they just automatically collect the data and they let you opt out. So okay. Apple said, no, we're going to turn the tables a little bit and we're going to require our users to opt in if they want to send you all their data. And so Facebook is not happy about this. They are really pissed. Um, in fact, they took out a couple of full page ads, you know, directed negatively at Apple. Um, uh -oh. Kind of really dickhead moves. And so uh, anyhow, this article just talks about how Tim Cook, who's the CEO of Apple, uh, how he responded to it. And, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, and, and they commanded him, or commended him, I should say, not commanded, they commended him <laughs> for, uh, the, the article commends him for, um, you know, not using uh, sort of a PR firm to put out some, you know, corporate statement like you would typically see. Um, and instead he just directed, you know, he, he addressed this in, in Twitter. So, um, you know, he basically says that, you know, users should have a choice um and and mm -hmm. about how the data who's collecting the data and how it's used and you know he says facebook's free to continue to track users it's just now we're gonna make sure that the users opt in instead of automatically giving over that data and letting them opt out so i don't nice. know what's your thoughts on that so facebook i'm becoming less and less of a fan of unfortunately so many things are uh, facebook just has a monopoly of the social media platform and um, and yeah, I agree, there should of. be, it does for the most part. I mean, Parler is trying to, to make that move and it just, it's, it's, a, it had a big start because so many people got ticked off with the election and, and some uh, censorship, which I disagree with. If, if you're, it's a free country, some things are ugly to say out loud. They're not fun to hear, but you're going to have to use your emotional intelligence to get past them. But I do believe that if, if you're on Facebook, it's, you should be, you, the, the information you give them um, you're kind of, you expect some sort of privacy and some sort of um, decorum on their part that they're not going to utilize you to gain benefit from another company. Right. And so I, I do think having the, the asking, can we sell your information? Can we do this? Can we do that? At least it shows transparency and it shows, it shows that you can trust this company. Um, and at this point in time, I don't trust Zuckerberg as far as I can throw him. And being, I don't know how big he is. I don't know how far I could throw him. Uh, so it's, I don't it's, think anybody trusts trust, uh, the Zuck. I mean, uh, they the have Zuck. notorious. They they have notoriously <laughs> been um, on the side of you don't have any privacy. Right. Uh, well, and that's so, exactly, and that's why I wanted to that, keep. I've been. I mean, but that it's their yeah. business model, right? I mean, my my big uh, beef with oh, the Zuck yeah. is that. Um, you know, people have expressed an interest for you to change your business model and mm -hmm. um, they must be making so much money off of ad revenues that it doesn't, it wouldn't pay for them to, uh, you know, have a pay, pay model, right? So right. 20 bucks a month or something. Um, so my guess is they're making more money off of you than $20 a month than, because oh, yeah. um, no, otherwise they would switch to a pay model, right? I mean, it's all dollars right. and cents. So, yeah. um, you know, they're... Well, Parler's going to... It's it's an ad based. It, there you don't pay for that one. Me, we you do need to pay for if you want all the incentives that go along with it. But Parler is proving you can have the ability to speak from whichever, you, whatever you want to speak from, be it your heart, your emotions, right. your um, political side. Uh, and people are just going to have to learn to scroll past you or block you or do what it means instead of saying you hurt my feelings. I'm going to file a butthurt report and expect somebody to make some changes somewhere. Yeah. And, um, and that's the thing about um, Facebook is that feelings matter. And that's why I like Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about feelings. Right. And if you've got fact, like I, the tweet, tweet, I think it's called a tweet. Um, I'm still not very good <laughs> with Twitter. <laughs> um, Tim Cook puts out there, and, and it, this is, I agree, this is great use. Um, it's a great example of emotional intelligence. He uses data and fact and just very cognitive thinking to say, this is why this isn't a good thing. This is why this is not... Um, going to be a popular thing and this is why it should be changed right. and this is you know he, he puts together a well thought out argument versus i don't like it you hurt my feelings make me feel better yeah and so it, it is a great example of emotional intelligence 
Well, I think um, it not only is it a great example of emotional intelligence, but it's a way of how companies need to handle corporate communications, right? Um, because, yes. you know, just running it through your comms department and putting out a very sterilized piece of communication out there. I mean, people see through that stuff nowadays, and I think they ignore it. And so yes, companies and have to learn to be personalized. Oh. Um, and, and by yeah. one of the ways that they're personalized is by their CEOs communicating directly with the people, yeah. right? I mean, this is what we've come to expect from the president, mm -hmm. uh, first with Obama on Twitter and then President Trump. Yeah. So I, I think uh, companies are going to have to model that uh, moving forward. And I yeah. think if you're going to be a CEO, I think one of your uh, you know job qualifications is you're going to have to have some sort of a following on social media. Uh, and that's what you're going to have to bring yeah. to the position. So, um, you know, and I, I agree with that. Well, and then corporate social responsibility is gearing towards that a lot because of the social media platforms and how social media is driving businesses to operate. And yeah. that's what it's coming down to. So it's, and, and this guy, I read a book and I've, I've, um, I've shown the book on here on the show and it's thank you for arguing. And this guy, Tim Cook displays it perfectly. He's not apologizing for everything. Right. He's just putting it out there, plain and simple. This is why this is wrong, and this is mm -hmm. why it's not an okay thing, and this is why it should be changed. And but you know, there's two thousand things we change about Facebook, starting with the Zook, and yeah. which is funny. We call him next. Like I heard a different way of um, spelling his name with a ph, <laughs> so it looks like another consonant. Yeah. But uh -huh. um, that's all they did is change just the yeah. Z to a ph. And well, I mean. I, I'm kind of torn on the, the whole Facebook thing because it's not a government entity, right? So, I mean, they're a private company. They, you know, Americans are, we can do what we want, right? Um, we're supposed to, but not on Facebook. To. Well, I mean, but like, Facebook is a business. It, but is, it is a business, right? I mean, so, yeah. so you get into your personal freedoms quite a bit there, um, you know, when you start d diving into this. Anyhow, I didn't didn't mean to d get, dig into that whole nasty, <laughs> deep crevice uh, but no, uh, I just want to, to brought up how I thought Tim Cook did a good job of, uh, did a great of communicating job. that. And since it was EQ, I knew that you would like it. So um, next thing it. up on the news here is, uh, have you heard about the Russian hack? So Russia has hacked into a whole bunch of servers here. Yes. And, I heard uh, a little bit about this. Yeah, so the backstory is there's this software that runs virtually on most major corporations and government entities they have this you know servers and these servers are controlled by software um well this the hackers figured out how to get into this very high level software and they basically have you know access to lots of information that they shouldn't have access to um and it, they're saying it's over 40 agencies in the u.s government um so there's an article that i put up here that kind of summarizes you know sort of what we know um, about this hack and and what kind of information they may have gotten, but it really just goes to show that you know today the information war is just as important, um, you know, in, in the countries, um, in, you know, in their strategy, um, you know, worldwide. Then you know, I mean, this is now more important, I think, than putting boots on the ground and going to war, you know, in a foreign country. Uh, information is king, so um, really important stuff. I'm I'm not sure what they're going to do, but the uh, company is called SolarWinds. Um, they admitted that there's a vulnerability. They're working to fix it, or I'm sure by now they've got it fixed because this is so huge. I'm sure they have every every person they can uh, trying to figure out how to fix it. So um, only time will tell, but it, it just goes to show you um, how, uh, you know, how vulnerable this stuff is. And it looks like I lost Tara, so I guess her internet cut out. Uh, we'll see. Uh, she'll be back on here in a minute. So um, anyhow, but so that was a good, um, that was definitely a good article to read. Um, the next one we have here is uh, Space Force, and uh, they get some new names. Uh, and they, they have named them the Guardians, uh, which is, uh, to me, similar to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And, uh, man, it's just... Uh, um, it uh, cracked me up when I read that. At first, I thought it was a joke. You know, there's some of those, uh, um, there's some of those, uh, um, you know, like Babylon B is a as uh, a uh, joke site. I thought that's where it was coming from, but no, this was from the uh, from the news. So we'll see uh, where that goes. But they're going to call uh, the new members of the Space Force. Uh, they're going to be called Guardians. So there's an article about that that you can go read. 
Um, next up, um, there's a bunch of uh, tech myths that you can believe thanks to movies. Uh, and so this is kind of a fun article. These were things that, uh, you know, basically um, things that you see in the movies all the time because they, they look visually good or uh, that sort of thing. Um, and then uh, uh, basically they're not true. So the first one here is, uh, you know, helicopter blades ripping up the street. Uh, and they always show like they're going to cause a major amount of damage. Uh, and the reality is that, you know, helicopter blades are pretty fragile, so they break on impact. Hey, welcome back, Tara. Are you there? Well, she must be having internet trouble there. Um, so another one was uh, flashy lasers. And of course, you know, laser light is invisible unless it hits off of something. And so... Uh, in the movies, those are always, uh, you know, um, definitely uh, not real. And uh, then there's another one here talking about silencers and how they sound like quiet spitting, and they're always a lot louder than that. Um, you know, uh, let's see, zero gravity means we're moving slow motion. Uh, the next one is, uh, and then would a dino drop its food to chase you? Probably not. Um, cutting the right wire on the bomb. So you can go ahead and read these. There's a whole bunch of good ones in there. Uh, you know, things like seeing explosions in space. You're not going to see explosions in space because there's, you know, no oxygen there. So uh, anyhow, that was a good article on Tech Miss. Um, and then I, I love movies. So the another article that I put on here was uh, 20 Adventurous Facts About Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, so there was a lot of good stuff on here. Um, and it talks about where George Lucas uh, and Steven Spielberg kind of first came up with the idea um, for Indiana Jones, and that was in um, Hawaii, of all places. So I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, the second one that I thought that was really good um, was that, uh, so apparently George Lucas had a dog at the time that, you know, he was making uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and this big fluffy dog apparently inspired Chewbacca, um, and both Indiana Jones. So the article talks about um, how that was inspiring to him there. So uh, pretty good stuff. And uh, so we're at the end of the news here. So we'll take just a minute break uh, and see if we can't get Tara back online here. So, yeah, funny thing is before the show, we were talking about uh, how we should just uh, get together in one location and sort of do the show. So I think uh, starting next year, we're probably going to uh, move to a format where uh, we just record the show live from one location. We're not trying to do this crazy over the Internet thing, uh, and we might actually be moving the night. So if you guys have any suggestions on what night to do the show on, I would love to hear from you. Welcome back, Tara. Let's try a night where the Internet works properly. <laughs> well... I My pay for this service. Fine. I pay for this service. Why does and it does this every day? I <laughs> uh, maybe it's one of my piece of equipment. I don't know. You need to be calling Cox and telling them. I don't want to talk to them. Your They're, expensive internet is uh, it's is not, not working. working. Expensive, yeah. is right? Not working. We're so we're getting. Uh, <laughs> you're you're making the comments here. It says welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> the comments. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's so Thanks, Joni. Welcome back, Tara. Uh, I can't so I did kind of go either. through the news here. Uh, we can oh, back up a little bit. Uh, so we can run through this. It. We'll run through the rest of the news quick again because uh, I was keeping the audience busy while you were gone, you know, <laughs> taking a break or whatever. Uh, yeah, but being... did you know that the uh, they named, they're going to call the members of the Space Force something. Did you see this? Mm-mm. Uh, so they're they going to call this, they're going to, you know how like uh, Air Force says airmen, uh, well, they're going to call the Space Force Guardians. And uh, it kind of cracked me up because the first thing I thought of was Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> that's exactly where my brain went. So. <laughs> I've not seen the movie, but that's the first thing I thought of. I mean, what? how can you not one. have seen the movie? I know, I mean. This I is just... another one we're just going to have to force you to watch. So. <laughs> I know, it's so terrible. There's actually, what, two Guardians of the Galaxy? I have, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, up. I'm about to be, in, I'm sure I'm about to be schooled on this on the comments here in just a moment. I have, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm so far behind the times. It's terrible. 
So well, we're going to start. Two... Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was, I was just saying, then the other two news items I had were uh, just kind of movie, fun movie things. Uh, in, first one was Tech Mist, you believe, thanks to the movies. Uh, yeah. Sort of all the fake sciencey stuff that's in there. I want to talk about that. God damn. Yeah, there's there's some really cool stuff in there. Uh, they kind of point out like uh, you know, gun silencers are not really that silent. And in the movies, they always <laughs> sound really quiet. You know. Right. Um, yes. You know, and then the one that that's you know kind of Star Wars gets a pass on is uh, seeing explosions in space. Of course, there's no oxygen, so you're not going to see an explosion. Um, so that that was. Uh, <laughs> one that was on there and then they talk about how you know in space you know like on a space station they're always in slow motion uh where they're huh. not really like that so um nice. then the other one was uh 20 things about uh indiana jones the facts about I, raiders uh, of the lost ark i, I am I love... an indiana jones junkie so i was Are really you? hoping to talk finally about a movie yes, you've seen I mean, I've seen all of, I was just watching a marathon of them the other day when I was prepping for um, Christmas dinner. So just one uh -huh. after another, after I love, love this movie. These, this well, what's your take on the crystal skull movie? Cause people are kind of split on that. I, I was, I, I was into it. I was a little like no, realizing that Shia LaBeouf's character was um, Indiana Jones's son. That was a given. Like I saw that yeah. coming like anybody would. I think they brought it up at the wrong time in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, but the the ending was like really aliens. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like I think this they kind of like, ran out of what it could be, and they were like, well, well, aliens works. Yeah. Well, but the the thing about the the franchise, it's it's constantly about um, Indy's struggle with religion. That's right. what all the movies are about is his struggle with it. Yeah. And I was expecting like, oh, okay, so where is this going? And oh, it's an alien. This has nothing to do with religion. Mm -hmm. But somehow the damn Nazis are involved again. Like, yeah. This, the, and the Nazis drive <laughs> some of his religion. It's like, come on. Yeah. Okay, so Ford, Harrison Ford is still hot in the movie. I'm okay with it. We can give him a pass on it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I was not happy about Shia LaBeouf looking like the next Indiana Jones. Right. That one wasn't sitting. I would have preferred like a... I mean, I'm not a big Ben Affleck fan, but I can actually see that one working or mm -hmm. something not Shy LaBeouf, but you know, <laughs> well, you got whatever. So, what was the yeah. what was these facts about it? That um... Um, so the first one was that the concept for Indiana Jones came up in Hawaii when uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were were there talking about things. Um, and then uh, the next one was that there was apparently one dog that uh, George Lucas owned that uh, inspired Chewbacca in Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Well, that's uh, funny so because that uh, Harrison cool. Ford plays, and he's directly, I mean, obviously he's Indiana Jones and he's directly linked to the Chewbacca. That's interesting. Right. That's funny. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and apparently a, a dentist talked about, um, you know, the, the, the arc. They gave the dentist gave oh. the idea to, to Lucas about the arc. Um, and then I guess one of the secrets of uh, sort of the stuff that that uh, Spielberg and, and um, you know, Lucas did was the, the concept art. Right. So they yeah. they spent a lot of time getting the concept art right. And then they went and made the movie kind of look like the concept art, which I oh, thought was wow, pretty cool yeah. way to, to stylize that. Well, this uh, is Tom, interesting. Tom Selleck was supposed yeah, to be supposed Indian. to be an Ann Jones. Oh, no, you can't take, uh, oh, my gosh, what was the dude he played? What was his show? The Hawaiian show. Oh, my gosh. It's, I don't, all I think is Maverick, but that's not it. What did he yeah. play in that? Oh. Magnum P.I.? Oh Magnum, yes. Magnum. Yeah. Magnum Wasn't and Indy, no. That, no, that was, oh, my gosh, what is the name of that? Um <laughs> God dang it. I can't think now. I'm all twisted with the stupid internet thing. But no, Magnum P.I. cannot be Indiana Jones. That ruins it for me. He's just yeah. not dirty enough <laughs> to play Indiana <laughs> Jones. He just doesn't. He's a clean hero. You know, he doesn't get in the yeah. dirt and roll around. But that's that's part of his sex appeal. That's a female thing, Chris. With me on that one. But um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Marion Raven, what's so name was inspired by. Oh, yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, some other really oh, cool facts cool. in there. I thought that was a lot. That was pretty fun. Um, so yeah, that was the oh, news. Wow. And uh, ready to all... do the career workout? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to work that career and lift and push and lift and push. You got it. Now harder, 
lift, and push. It's the career workout. Yeah, so career workout. What have we got this week on career workout? So obviously with New Year's, um, literally tomorrow, um, New Year's mm -hmm. Eve is tomorrow, but um, we're rounding out a terrible, horrible, most awful year. Um, right. Hashtag not sorry 2020. And we're going into a new one, which um, we hope will be so much better. And so this is that time of year where everybody gets on the whole, I'm going to make some New Year's resolutions bandwagon. And mm -hmm. I mean, let's be let's be brutally honest, by February, those resolutions are going to be gone. So it's, it's it's almost like a tradition, like opening gifts on Christmas Eve or, you right. know, having turkey at Thanksgiving. There's just certain traditions that people kind of mentally get into, just can't stop. And so a few years ago when I started writing for another website, this is one of the first things that um, um, I had posted. So this is actually my work um, that I just kind of revived and put on my website. So my website's kind of clunky and still needs a lot of work, but... Um, it's there and it's also on another site. I don't want to use the other site because I want the hits on my site and not theirs. But right. what this goes into is just if you're looking to make some changes, you're looking to um, buy into those resolutions, there's a few questions you need to ask yourself to see if you're really ready to make changes. Sometimes mm -hmm. um, just because it's the new year, that seems like a really good time to make those changes, but sometimes that's not the right timing for you. And so these are just a few questions that I came up with that can help to determine if you're ready or not. And so the first one is, um, if, are you being honest with yourself? And what mm -hmm. this is about is asking yourself if you've chosen resolutions or changes that are realistically um, something you can accomplish. Are you asking a little of yourself? Are you asking a lot of yourself? Um, and are you giving yourself the right amount of time to get something accomplished? A lot, a most obviously, a very popular one amongst everybody is I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to get into shape or right. um, I have this dress to fit into. I've, I've got a friend getting married later in the year, so um, I'm, I have a bridesmaid dress I need to remain fitted for. And so, <laughs> you know, a lot of people be like, I'm just going to lose weight this year. Well, what does that mean this year? Does that mean yeah. 10 pounds in two months? Does that mean 50 pounds over the course of 12 months? What does that mean? So... Um, and you need to be honest with it. if you're looking to lose like 150 pounds in three months, clearly that's not realistic, <laughs> nor is it healthy. Um, so you really need to realize, are you doing this because it is something you can do or because everybody's talking about it and it's easy to talk about? Right. Have you done any research? If you're looking into something um, like weight loss or quitting smoking or um, I know um, probably a lot of people this year are looking to drink less after 2020 <laughs> yeah. probably. Yeah. So have you done your research? Do you know what it means to make a change to that? Because the kind of changes you take on at the beginning of the year are usually lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And that's not like, I'm going to start putting the toilet seat down. It's along the lines of, I'm going to make a serious change. I'm going to quit smoking. So I have to figure out how to quit smoking. Are there tools I can use? Is there mental exercises I can take part in? That sort of thing. Don't just take the word of somebody else, how they're going to do it, because how they change versus how you change can be completely different processes and you need to know right. what works for you. Yeah. Who's going to be impacted by your changes? This is um, really, really important. If you're um, and smoking and weight loss, those are really big, easy ones to use because they do impact the people around you. Um, I know with, um, I have a friend, um, she's actually in my nail tech and when her husband gets in, he's a bodybuilder. And so he competes professionally. And so when he gets into competition mode, that means he is in a very strict diet mode. And that mm -hmm. means everybody in the house is on a strict diet mode. Wow. So he's got a meal prep. There's certain things that he knows are his weaknesses, so he can't have them in the house. Fried foods, high fat foods, there's certain things that are going to be gone out the house while he's in training in competition, mm -hmm. which means nobody has access to them either. So mm. for his changes, his family has to change along with him. They have some sacrifices they need to make. And they're willing to do that. So you have to realize right. how do the changes you want to take, how are they impacting other people, and what sacrifices do they have to make for you to achieve what you're looking to achieve. Um, I know one doctor that I used to listen to years and years ago, and she's still out there, uh, she had said if you know somebody's a recovering alcoholic, you shouldn't drink around those people. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but understanding how to incorporate your lifestyle with somebody else's to help them be successful needs to be kept in mind as you're trying to make changes. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of support system do you have in place? If you don't have the right support system, the right 
um, people to, to keep you accountable and keep you on track, you're probably not going to be successful. Um, so that's, I recently had somebody say, I want to um, get in better shape. I want to do this with my body. I want it to look this way. And so as he was telling me this, I looked at him and said, what can I say to you to help you stay accountable? Because he'd asked mm -hmm. me, I want you to help me with this. Okay, great. Right. What am I allowed to say versus what I'm not allowed to say? And as a friend, you really need to know, you need that permission to say certain things like, should you really have that other piece of cake? Do you mm -hmm. really need to have that extra soda type of stuff? And so once you have, um, you need to have those people ready to hold you accountable and question you and challenge you if you're making good decisions. But you have to remember you gave them that permission. They're not trying to be jackrabbits. Right. They're yeah. trying to help you, and you are told them already that they can do that. Um, what are you willing to sacrifice? This is big, because when you say you're going to do something, you um, it's just like the movie. I actually watched a movie in theater, Chris. You'd be proud of me. I went to an actual theater and watched a movie, and it was Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, and this is the new yeah. one. <laughs> this is the new one. Yeah, I actually went out and did okay. this. I Thanks thought they were only doing that like on HBO Max or something. That was pretty they, cool. Derby was playing it, so I went to the Derby okay. Theater. That's where we yep. saw it at. Cool. And so one of the premise of the movie is there's Daredevil. this guy and he's <laughs> the, uh, the antagonist of this show is got the ability to grant wishes. Right. But what you don't realize is every time you have a wish granted, um, you have to give up something in return and you may not mm. know what that something is. Mm. And so it's just taken from you and the, the grantor gets to determine what they take from you. Right. And so the same thing is true with making big lifestyle changes. You need to be willing to sacrifice something if you are looking to read more and watch TV less, that means you have to sacrifice the amount of time that you're watching TV. If you're looking to lose weight, you have to sacrifice something there. Um, mm -hmm. So there's always a give and take, and you need to be um, willing to confess to yourself what you're willing to sacrifice. Right. And then going back to your support system, people got to help hold you accountable to those sacrifices. Yeah, I, I think it's, that's all really good stuff. I mean, um, I mean, how many people, I, I think a lot of people make resolutions and then they don't follow through with them, right? <laughs> right, by the time February comes around, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, fine. I mean, resolutions just are like the, oh, these are the things I would really like to do, <laughs> you know. Right. Not In a many dream people, world. You know, actually follow through on them. Right. And that, that kind of takes us into the final question is, can your income support the changes you want to make? Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, it comes down to, you know, you can't expect yourself to dress like a Kardashian on a ramen noodles income. Um, or you can't expect yourself to have the, the body of a full-time athlete if you only have 30 minutes a day to work out. Right. So you yeah. need to understand where, <laughs> right. So you need to be, if your income can support it, can you, if you want to work out, can you go get a membership where you can, you know, get into a place where that's the environment's working out. Right. Or if you're looking to, whatever those changes are, can you financially support yourself and this change? Because if you can't, you're setting yourself up for failure. Well, but I think and it's so also worth mentioning that, you know, just because you have a dream and maybe you really can't support that financially, that doesn't mean you can't take a part of that dream and support it with what you do have, right? And so right. Uh, I think that gets down to not eating the elephant with one big bite and just taking, some, you know, smaller bites Break out it of down. it. So maybe you need Man, to reframe, you know. Right what what you want to do. Yeah, that's exactly why that timeline is important. It, nothing is really a goal until you set a deadline. If you right. keep saying, I want to lose weight, that's a dream. I want to lose, you know, 15 pounds by March 15th. That's a goal. Mm -hmm. So you've got to put a deadline on things. And then, you know, you got to set down and track, you know, put, put down those milestones. By the end of January, I want to see three pounds gone. By the end of February, seven pounds gone. And actually, you know, put the plan together and put it where you can see it. I have an aunt that used to put a picture, her head on the body of the person that she wanted to look like. <laughs> and she had it on her fridge and it right. would remind her when she'd go to the fridge, if I'm going to look like that, I can't have what's in that fridge, which is a piece of yeah. cheesecake or cake or something. And yep. that's, that, and that works for me when I see something like that. It's like, oh yeah, I don't need to be, there's a dress I have to fit into. So I don't get to so have that I, little stuff. What I need to do is cut out my head and put it on the, on a bagel. Cause that's what I feel like I look <laughs> like right now after being in quarantine for <laughs> And I love bagels, so go. I got to remember not uh, to eat so many. <laughs> I'll have to see. That's there. You go. Well, that'll put your put your face on the picture of that. Uh, that oh that oh that painting on the the Indiana Jones. Just slap your head right on there. Yeah, and there you go. Look like Indy. <laughs> you look like Indy exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's New Year's resolutions are great, but don't set them and set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. um, 
don't do it because everybody else is doing it too because you really want to improve yourself not because everybody at the dinner table is like i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that mm -hmm. oh yeah well i'm not yeah. going to do this so yeah but i think you know any change you make is hard right i mean you have yeah. to um like you said it's a there's a sacrifice there's a you know there's a positive side and there's also a sacrifice that you have to make you know i mean if, if right. you want to quit smoking you're going to have to deal with the cravings and, and all the physical things that happens when yeah. you, quit smoking. you want to quit sugar it's the same thing i mean yeah. sugar is so addictive it, it is hard to kick a sugar habit you know um, i thought that was the silliest thing to hear and we both know we have probably the same person in mind who says sugar is addictive and i was like you're a short funny little man and you're so cute i'm gonna go grab me that donut and it's not addictive yeah, and then because I'll, I'll um, agree I'm, with them, I'm, though, i mean it's it is i, I, I noticed <laughs> that when i have carbs i am continuously hungry um but when i yeah. go keto and i can go for several hours and be like yeah i'm not really all that hungry but two right. hours after having a donut and i'm like man i need food you know need so, well ever since uh, i became i'm a when i was diagnosed a, with officially diagnosed with hypoglycemia and i've been mm -hmm. hypoglycemic for the majority of my adult life i had to my doctor told me you know no no uh fruit juices that have any kind of you know, uh, fake sugars in them, like glucose or any, uh, dextrose, okay. whatever those things are. I had to have real fruits and, and I could have real natural sugars, but nothing like corn syrup and additives like mm -hmm. that. Um, and I, he's, and he was telling me, you know, you can drink your red wine if you want, but stay away from the cocktails with the, those fruit juices. Right. And I was like, okay, no big deal. And he's like, that includes cookies and cakes. I'm like, hold up, wait, hold, <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> like, yeah. what does that well, mean wait. exactly? What do you say? Okay. I don't know. Did you we, say we you gotta... wanted to get paid today? Yeah. So, well, but I, it was got, hard to get it out of my system. Yeah. I, I know exactly how you feel because I got diagnosed, you know, with, with gout a while back and, uh, you know, my foot was swollen up and hurting and we couldn't figure out why. And, uh, finally they did a blood test and the guy is like, doctor's like, you you know, you've got a case of gout, a mild case of gout. So, you know, pretty much that means, you know, no red meat, no shellfish, you know, uh. I'm like, whoa, 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 stop. And of course <laughs> no beer. Right. So. It's like, like no, for put real, though. on here. <laughs> what did you just say? You know, like, did but, you, are you using your medical degree or using the force? Like, where are we going yeah, with this? Like, I don't think you understand what you just told me there, Doc. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I need a second opinion. <laughs> but I mean, you know, with all things, you know, you can manage once you learn to manage it, it's not so bad. But um, yeah, you can know, get it out of your. It, well, that's what I was. Um, I was telling, oh, who was I talking to about that? I can't remember now, but we were talking about smoking because I did used to be a smoker. And I couldn't, when I was a smoker, I couldn't smell it on myself or other people. Um, yeah, you get used and to it, it. Yeah, you do. You become very desensitized to it. And then I quit mm -hmm. smoking and it took me about a year of getting it out of my system entirely and being away from it before I realized this stuff stinks. This is awful. Yeah. I can't now do this. Now you can smell it from a mile away, right? I can. And, you know, I, I, getting anywhere near it's like, I can't breathe. How do you people do this? I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, I used to do it. But I had to get it completely out of my system. And that's out of my mental system too. I was mentally mm -hmm. attracted to smoking. So it, I, it's a, I mean, it's a, um, it's a, oh, it's a stimulant, but it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I need to go relax. Let me go smoke a cigarette to relax. That's not what yeah. it does, but mentally that's what you think it does. Right. But once you get it out of your system, yeah, it's a, it, it, it you can definitely see the difference. Just like with the sugar, I noticed a difference when I stopped eating red meat and yeah, it's, but you have to, like I said, those were sacrifices that were worth making yeah. in the so, end, too. So to wrap it up, you know, really make sure that your goals are something that you can, you're willing to commit to, one, and two, have the resources, I think, to commit right. to, right? And then yep. I think another big, you know, key there is to find some way to be accountable. You know, whether it's, you know, hanging a picture on your fridge or getting your friends, you know, I mean... When I was in college, uh, I was losing weight. My friends were really helpful because they're like, yeah, you shouldn't be having that ice cream. I'm like, okay, I'll put it back, <laughs> you know, and, and I really friends. wish I had that support system again, you know, because, uh, right. uh, you know, now we're all grown up and we're not, you know, living in the <laughs> dorm lifestyle and I don't have as many people around. Right. So yeah. uh, I'm certainly not at work anymore. So we don't have that support system. So, right. Yeah. All fun stuff. Well, so we go to the, do the career fails. Oh, yeah, let's do this one. Career fail of the week. All right, so what have we got for career fail of the week? So this let is something. Let it, let it go. Yeah. So um, holding on to grudges is a never a good thing. And if you're holding on to grudges, I highly recommend that um, you seek help for that because it's not it's just simply not healthy right. to 
um, hold on to a grudge. And some guy held on to one for um, four years, almost wow. five years. So okay. back in 2016, um, Pretty Little White Girl puts out a Snapchat. And so if you're mm -hmm. familiar with Snapchat, I'm not the best at it. I get some pretty clever ones now and then. Thank you for that, my dear friends. Um, but the premise of Snapchat, the idea is that you uh, take this little video or this picture and you send it to your story and to all your friends, and then it just disappears magically. Mm. Unless somebody takes their own screenshot of it or records it or somehow keeps a, keeps a hold of it, right? Right. So just for all of you people out there um, who are listening, Snapchat is not temporary. It is still a permanent type fixture. Mm -hmm. And this guy held on to this Snapchat for um, from 2016. Mm. And it was over a chick who, this pretty little white girl who said something about, I can drive... And then she added the N-word to the end of it. So it mm. didn't seem like it was directed to anybody. Right. It didn't seem like it was um, malicious. It seemed like one of those slang, like, hey, look at me type of stuff is how I'm gaining um, an understanding from this. Mm -hmm. So this guy, um, um, he took um, a screenshot of it and held on to it for f almost five years. Wow. And then he found out, yeah. Then he found out this pretty little white girl gets into this... Um, major university and this cheer team and i can't remember the name of the university off the top of my head you'll have to look at the article mm -hmm. but this cheer team is like the cheer team of all cheer teams at the collegiate level like this is the epitome the top of the top every cheerleader who has the dream of being a collegiate cheerleader wants to be on the squad it's super hard to get onto. well she gets into the college she makes the cheer squad um she goes to ask for support for like a Black Lives Movement or something along those lines. So she's showing mm -hmm. support, which opposed the use of the N-word that she was using in a slang version, right? Right. So this guy who had been holding onto the Snapchat posted it on social media. It went viral, and somebody wrote to the college saying, she's on my campus, get rid of her. <laughs> From something that she did back in 2016 as a now, at that point in time, was probably a 14 or 15-year-old who's just trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. So cancel so, culture ensues, and what's the outcome? Time. Did she get kicked out? or? She was kicked out. She's in a yeah. community college right now. So one little thing that was taken completely out of context that this individual decided, I'm going to use that against her for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. He held on to it. So it sounds like he had a personal vendetta. Like, this sounds like a revenge yeah, there, type there's thing. there's some more to that story that we're not kind yes. of getting through this article. Exactly. So yeah. what I was getting at with this as a career fail is that and it's not about watch what you do because years later it could come to haunt you because I don't think that's okay. We, we, right. we live in a society where it should be okay to change our mind, to change our platform, to change our argument, to change our belief system, our philosophy, values, what have you. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's part of the great thing about this country is we can change. We're not in a caste society where we're born into one caste and that's where we're stuck at. We have the mm -hmm. ability to take advantage of opportunity. What this is about is if you can't let go of something that happened a few years ago mm -hmm. and something that wasn't directed at you, but you made it about you, there's something deeper going on and that will hold you back. Yeah. That will make it. You, Cause now at this point in time, this doesn't look bad on her. In my opinion, this looks bad on the guy that spread it. Yeah. Cause it's not a, I get eye for eye situations, but this was not an eye for an eye. This was a mm -hmm. scratch on the, on the back of the hand for a, a potential career. Because mm -hmm. now this will, this is almost like, and I, I don't want to necessarily um, compare it to, you know, registering as a sex offender, but any more of the cancel culture, it's almost like you're registered as something evil yeah. when this happens to you and nobody wants, you're, you're taboo, you're the scarlet letter, nobody wants anything to do with you. And if you have yeah. that kind of mindset, it's going to definitely hold you back and you will not make it in life. Yeah, this there's certainly a, that taboo there, right? I think, uh, yeah, it's it's tragic. I mean... Um, well, first of all, I don't necessarily agree with this whole cancel culture thing, you know, because then mm -hmm. that just takes your, um, you know, I, I, I mean, certainly people shouldn't be saying things like that, right? Um, or, or saying, uh, you I'm know. torn because it's a free society. If somebody doesn't like you, get over it. Move on to the next person. Yeah, but and this, I think it has a it lot just, of implications. Like, you know, basically nobody can be a comedian now, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Ask uh, a little guy that broke his back. What's his name? Um, oh, not Tracy Morgan. Chris. He played oh, in. He played uh, in Jumanji with uh, yeah, Dwayne yeah, Johnson. Yeah, I, I knew who you're talking about. But he he was gonna um, he was gonna host some award show, and because he said something years prior to hosting this award show, he that would take people off, and they're like, 
we don't forgive him. So you need right. to take him off as the host. And it's like, wait a second here. Yeah. Like, at what point in time do we either stop being held accountable for past decisions that we no longer hold true to the well, board? You know, that's just the, it. There's, there's, no, there's no statute of limitations on this, right? I mean, look at uh, bring up Guardians of the Galaxy again. James Gunn got fired for something he had on Twitter like 10 years prior. Um, and then the fans put so much of an uproar that they brought him back. So, I mean, you know, so much for standing your ground, you know. Um, yeah. And I think ultimately that was the right decision, but they shouldn't have fired him in the first place, you know. Um, well, and certainly you know, just, a 14-year-old, like I mean, Ugh. doesn't, you know, they're they're still learning the ways of the world. They shouldn't necessarily be held um, to mm-hmm. an adult standard, you know, which is, uh-huh. uh, I think, a argument people get into a lot of times when, when adolescents commit crimes. It's on that same level, you know. Do they, are they tried as an adult or do they kind of a pass or... You know, that kind of a thing. Or they held a different standard, you know. Well, that's the uh, sad thing about social media and the power that the public has is to, the, you know, you raise a big enough stink, you get what you want. Right. Um, I, I don't like what some people say, but they can say whatever the hell they want. You know, like the Roseanne Barr thing from a few years ago where I don't, whatever, if she was intoxicated, if she was high, if she was drugged up, whatever her deal was, and then referring to this this black lady as a something in comparison to the Planet of the Apes type thing. Um, you know, it's things like that. It's like you know what? So what if she said it? So what? If that hurts your feelings, maybe you shouldn't be on social media. If you are that tender hearted and that sensitive, you should have the enough emotional intelligence to realize that's not a good place for you. And that's why I've seen a lot of my, I have several friends that are backing off of social media because mm-hmm. they say, I can't handle it. I can't handle what people are saying on there. I can't control my thoughts on there. I, I want to start verbally throat punching people. So I'm coming off of there. In fact, well, I have yeah. a family member who discontinued all of his social media because it's he's so, like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, it's so easy to take things out of context when they're put on social media, right? I mean, oh um, my gosh. I, I advise anybody that, I mean, you know, I do a lot of advocacy work for people that are going through divorce, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. and you know, uh, shared parenting and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, my first advice to somebody that finds out they're going to go through divorce is, you know, go clean up your social media and or deactivate it. <laughs> Because, yep, uh, you know, that timeline will get downloaded by your spouse and, and mm-hmm. or whoever's, you know, challenging you in court and, and that will get used against you. They'll, they'll try and take any little thing out of context and, and use it against you. So isn't that um, terrible? And I, I, I mean, I remember when that wasn't that big of a deal. Um, you know, you, it, I, I watched my, my friend 10, 10, 20, 10, 15 years ago. She was going through some situation with her um, parenting plan and mm-hmm. the ex-husband went through her social media and just picked out these pictures and said, Hey judge, look at these, you know, look at these pictures. And the judge was like, that's cute, but that tells me nothing. Yeah. She does. I don't see the kid around. I think these right. pictures are cropped. Yeah. Like the, somebody had a sense at that point in time. And now it's not the same thing. Now it's, yeah. you really have to watch the words you're using, the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that thing that, and I know you've seen these memes, um, people from our age and before us are saying, thank God there were no cell phones back when we were doing our <laughs> stupid crap. Cause there's no, evidence of it like you can't prove it it's all there's not many pictures and there's no facebook feed uh so thank you to jason out there who said uh kevin hart was the name of the person we were looking for before (laughs) i don't know why we couldn't remember that i know uh, i could see kevin hart is who we were looking for um oh my goodness and what's oliver from ink master recently got fired for racial costume he posted on MySpace years ago myspace isn't even a thing anymore (laughs) yeah you should get a pass for myspace Oh my if gosh! If it's on MySpace, survive, oh. I think you should get a pass. Well, that's the thing. Like Hillary Clinton's got pictures of her wearing blackface because at the time yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's a cool outfit. But today it's like, well, that's offensive Hillary, now. Hillary gets a pass for everything. Well, I mean, if you're you, she the IT corner, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not finding any suicide notes today. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's talk tech. You're in the IT corner. So in the IT corner, we have, uh, I wanted to talk about the software that we're using, which um, is called Riverside.fm. And it's uh, software that you can use for podcasting. Uh, and it's uh, claim to fame is that it um, basically downloads a high resolution version um, of your uh, video and your audio recordings and you can download them separately uh, there's a lot of services out there that sort of do the um, 
they'll do the uh, the video side of or the audio side like that. Um, we were using Squadcast before, uh, I think, but it didn't do the video side. Um, so, and then we were using StreamYard, which uh, downloads your audio and video, uh, but it doesn't give you the high quality recordings and individual tracks. You can go back and edit it later. So. Uh, we're sort of playing around with this thing called Riverside.fm. Uh, it seems to work pretty good for some things. We're doing a whole entire podcast like we're doing. I'm finding that it's lacking some features, uh, like being able to play the videos in between the, the segments. And uh, But it does have the screen sharing, but apparently the, the sound doesn't come through on the screen sharing. So we're still trying to figure it out, and uh, likely by the first of the year we'll have probably a refinement of this to uh, get a better show out to you folks out there. So... Um, we'll but anyhow, so that's what we're using now was uh, was uh, Riverside.fm, and mm -hmm. um, I don't know. What do you think so far? I, I miss being able to hear the music. <laughs> I'm yeah. so used to having the segments. I do too. Um, I'll be. I think it's going to get a lot better once we are in the same room recording together. I think that experience is going to add to because you and I. I think you and I have really good chemistry, and we feed off of one another pretty well. And um, it's hard to do that virtually without seeing each other right there and be able to read one another and, and work together and so i think uh once we once we figure out our groove with the technology side it'll be fun yeah. but this is okay it's not yeah. bad i mean we've there's it's another one right. we had to try out and see how it worked so it'll yep. it's good so for we're you. uh we're definitely trying things out here <laughs> welcome to media madness i heard that one this time didn't you hear that? I can't hear it. I heard that one. <laughs> I missed it. Y'all need to, out there, need, listeners need to tell us if you can hear it or not, because it's such a, this is a weird little system. It's... Yeah, this is definitely not uh, as smooth as I was hoping it would be. That's okay. Got to try uh, things out, and that's what makes this a genuine show, and we make mistakes, and that is okay. We are so what definitely. Is your what is this? The Last um, Narc. So... The Last Narc. Yeah, it's, uh, I just watched it today. It's a uh, sort of a documentary on um the drug war the dea drug war and i don't want to get too much into it but man it's got some pretty crazy things um but you know anybody that thinks our government is always straight laced all the time uh you need to watch this because it's uh it's pretty pretty wild um but it talks oh, about yeah. sort of the drug war and uh the death of a dea agent and the and the subsequent investigation that happened for it and um, anyhow, but it, it is, it is nutso. It's pretty crazy. But if you, if you like murder mystery kind of stuff, this would be right up your alley. Very. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. I'll yeah. To watch you're going to definitely have to watch it. I've got a few things I need to watch. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. I'm surprised we haven't watched the Mandalorian yet. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to leave it. So, I mean, we had the, the finale, right. Of the Mandalorian and, uh, it was phenomenal, but I was seeing that, uh, Apparently, the next one isn't slated to come out in 2021 because Disney released their sort of, you know, list of stuff that's going to come out in 2021. And the Mandalorian season three wasn't on there, so it sounds like it's going to come out in 2022. Um, oh, so no. maybe Disney will surprise us, but that's going to be a long time to wait for season three. So you know what? Welcome uh, to the world that I live in. I'm a Stranger Things big fanatic, and they mm -hmm. don't put that dang thing out on a regular basis, and I'm dying yeah. for the next season and now we're a year i think we've hit a year like i think new year's day is the the year waiting and it's like come on give right. me more more <laughs> need to see it yeah. what happens. but yeah it's that's like you know i love i do enjoy like amazon prime and netflix and hulu all of those on mm -hmm. demand type of viewing um options are great but it's not like, you know, they don't have a good system for releasing this stuff like you would on the national broadcasting stations um, like right. ABC, CBS, NBC. You know when those things are going to start, when they're going to end. Um, you kind of get a feeling of when the show is going to die and, and be gone forever. And while it kind of bites to, to wait a few months for the next season to roll in um, and you have to wait every week to watch the next one, um, I Oh, it's it's such a toss up as to which way is the way to go and um, which one is easier on the brain than because I mean I know I've lost several um, I've lost several weekends where I've been binge watched something because I had to see all of it um, right then and there um, and it looks like oh we lost Chris this is what this feels like to be alone 
all by yourself? Uh-oh. So I will just keep talking until Chris comes back. But um, I think to uh, kind of finalize uh, my few thoughts on, you know, on-demand versus, you know, the, the cable television, there's pros and cons to it. And it's I think it's harder for me to sit down and watch TV ultimately. But um, trying to keep up with when things are going to be released on the on-demand stuff is a little harder for me. So, But I'll have to try and watch this. If Chris ever comes back, we can... Um, he'll let us know if this this is a season or if this is, looks like it's season one. So maybe we'll get some more information as more seasons come out. So we're going to move on to my social media. Uh, well, my media pick for the week. Let me see if I can do a screen share while we're waiting on Chris. Let's see if I can manage this a little bit. I don't know how good I'm going to be at it, but let's try it. Um, let's see. So if you guys can see my screen, I'm not sure if you can or not. Um, but what I picked this week is a social media explained, untangling the world's most misunderstood business trend, revised and expanded second edition. Oh my goodness, that is a mouthful. And if you've heard Chris pick his media madness stuff, you're used to that. Anyway, um, I chose this book because I'm actually reading it right now and not ne necessarily for fun, but I was asked to teach a class for one of the local colleges, which I'm really excited about. And this is the one of the two books that we are doing in this class. Um, the other one is also based on social media. It's also by Mark W. Schaefer, who's um, apparently the foremost expert in this area. And so um, I'm learning a lot about this book. The class that I'm going to be teaching is about branding yourself on social media, which we've had a lot of discussion about that today on the show. And so this talks about what social media is, what it's about, how it can harm, how it can help. For those of you who don't want anything to do with social media in terms of Facebook or for just um, simpler entertainment, this shows you how to use social media to help build upon your career and present yourself more at a professional angle because a lot of the employers out there are now relying on social media to tell um, about the, the person they may be hiring or the person that they have hired and see if there's anything going on in their lives. And so this is going to be um, about halfway through the book. And I'll have to read it a second time so I get to build the curriculum off of this. And so if you get a wild hair and want to read this and have ideas for the assignments I can tell my students to do, by all means, reach out to me and let me know. Um, but that's, that is one of my picks for this week. Um, and it looks like Chris is still, let me unshare my screen so it doesn't look like we move on there forever. Hopefully Chris will come back here in a second. I don't know what happened to him. Oh, his computer died. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so you're going to have to listen to me talk for a few minutes. Um, I can't see all of the comments out there. So, um, we've got to fill dead airwaves. How do we do this? So, talk. So, gosh, where do you even go with this stuff with, with Chris not available? I think that, um, God, that's kind of where we were at. And I hate to wrap it up without Chris here. Well, um, and I wish. Oh, there he is. There he is. My computer decided to die, so. Oh, my gosh. It's hard to fill up dead air when you don't have somebody there to talk to you, so I feel for you, buddy, what you had to go through earlier. You just got to keep talking. Tell me about it, right? <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know what, what you to say about? to people. I went through my media picking. <laughs> I was just trying to. Normally, I have no problem talking. People know me about this, but. Um, no, my media pick this week. Um, is um, social media um, social media explained by Mark W. Schaefer. The class that mm. I'm teaching in um, in March is um, Introduction to Social Media in the Digital Marketing Department. Okay. And so this is awesome. one of the books that they gave me to um, teach from. The other one is also social media based. And so um, about halfway through this book, it, it goes into um, how to present yourself professionally um, on mm -hmm. social media. It tells you how you can hurt yourself personally, which um, we've seen some of that today in the show and some of our previous conversations. Yes. And so um, from this book, I will be teaching my students, um, even if they don't want anything to do with social media, how you can mm -hmm. use things like LinkedIn and um, even Facebook for professionally presenting yourself, that personal branding, which we've talked about several times on the show. Okay. And, um, so it's been interesting. I've, it's, it's, um, it, it's interesting how it compares social media to the old world style marketplaces. Mm -hmm. um, how, you know, those where you did a lot of bartering, trading and just raw opinions and raw exchanges and things like that. So definitely an eye opener to how social media can work versus how we have tried to make it work. Right. 
yeah interesting so it's good cool so good <laughs> all right well maybe uh next week we'll be uh we'll have our digital stuff together and won't be having just, so many well, 2020 glitches but maybe we can just blame it on 2020 We'll have our digital ducks in a row next time. Yes. Well, we, we need digital ducks first. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you want well, to bring us we... home? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. So we thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Biz and Mayhem podcast. If you like this episode, um, show us a little love by posting a review on iTunes. And please don't forget to send us a few bucks on Patreon or PayPal. We'll love you forever because making a podcast is not cheap or apparently easy, um, as we've clearly <laughs> seen tonight. Um, to get the show notes for this episode, head over to bizandmayhem.com. That's B-I-Z-A-N-D-M-A-Y-H-E-M.com. And look for season one, episode 21, I think is what this one is. Yep. And you can, sub you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time and until next year, have fun in the mayhem. We'll see you later, everyone. Take care. See ya. Bye.